eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi there, welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, and lots of it, in an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty yet, the MLS. We're your hosts for Mornings on 107.7 The I'm Gregor, and he's the guy looking like he's making poop face on the sidelines at all the Sounders <laughs> matches, always broadcast on television, he's branded from the internet. And according to people on Twitter, I am also Porky Pig in it. No pants on this on this host. <laughs> Great. Uh, click on through. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It's how other people will find us that aren't being annoyed by us on Twitter constantly. So you could uh, give us a rating. Definitely five stars. But primarily, just leave us a comment. We want to know who your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player is. Yeah, from uh, your all-time favorite leading new guy, Emmanuel Sacchini, to uh, other new guy, Luis Silva. How awkward that the Wet Bandit Sounders FC take on the Why Did You Fire Petke? Oh, because he's an asshole, Real Salt Lake. In a battle for the last one home misses the playoffs cup. Uh, Silva recently picked up from RSL. I wonder if he even drove up here at any point. I think, like, I think from RSL via Finland. Oh, okay. He left RSL and went and played in the Finnish first division, I think. And then. What an um, honor. <laughs> <laughs> the the way to spin that is a guy with European pedigree. <laughs> okay. It's been a tough run, Brandon. It's been I saw someone post on uh the Seattle subreddit, guys, I've the only three games I've ever been to were the last three. <laughs> it's like, get out, you one point in the last nine at home. So three points available per match. That's one point. That's one draw and two losses in the last three at home. You're supposed that's supposed to be your fortress. Uh and it has not been the case. Well, and it was and up until that point. I think the Sounders had only dropped, I think, one match going into that, the last three, and then, and then, woof, the last three. Now, the, the crazy thing about this, though, is that Seattle's still second in the West and fourth overall, 
but it's just a handful of points that separate second from seventh. We're talking like a single match going the wrong way for you, and you're out of the playoffs. And it's a battle that is so exciting as we get to the end of the season here. Just 10 matches left to go. Minnesota United, San Jose, LA Galaxy, Real Salt Lake, uh, Frisco FC, or <laughs> FC Frisco, that's what they're called. There's These are all teams that, and then like with a really garbagey hot, hot garbage. Portland coming up through the ranks. It's like there's, there's going to be some real competition to make this new seven-team playoff system. I don't think that there's a team in the West at the moment that you could actually count out of the playoffs. Like for, for Colorado and, and Vancouver and uh, who are, you know, at 24 points and 26 points respectively at the bottom of the Western conference table, I think it would take one team in, um, in the Western conference just tanking it for the rest of the season and then them playing insanely well. But the fact that oh, they're not the Sounders strategy, <laughs> <laughs> the reverse Sounders, which the Sounders seem to be doing this year. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, there's like one team can play up real well while another one crumbles and like, there you go. That's how the Sounders have made it a, won an MLS cup. <laughs> Remember going into the last match of the season um, in last, last year, 2018, the Sounders were, um, I think, going into that match fourth place after having been in 10th at one point in the season. And then they ended the, the by the end of the day, the Sounders ended in second place. Now the Sounders in second place. And I have a, a bad feeling that they're going to reverse Sounder and some end up just like somewhere deep down into the depths. And the Sounders have never missed the playoffs. So what we're talking about is literally unprecedented all right for me the real problem here with this squad <laughs> jokes about going up faster down faster whatever the real problem is this really super lopsided football we're seeing the defense gets hot hot the offense is not and now we've turned the corner and it's the exact freaking opposite you got guys coming back from some international play like a jordan morris who's looking awesome a nico lodero who's looking awesome and then you got harry ship stepping up you got a, like a bunch of people doing a whole lot and suddenly kim kihi who had a just about a year of being pretty rock solid, looking pretty fragile. And then the Ariaga, he's supposed to be the man, and he's not delivering. It's like it's so crazy to see how one guy taking some supplements <laughs> rocked the de- the defense, and how a guy just getting some confidence has rocked the offense. It's so weird. I think with with the defensive situation, it's it's been a a lot of guys trying to figure out how to gel with each other. Um, in a short amount of time. Ariaga, I'm pretty confident, doesn't speak a lot of English, and Kim doesn't speak a lot of English, and both of those guys' native tongues are wildly different, Spanish and Korean. So I'm, I'm imagining that they're having a hard time gelling, the, just the, the back line in general. But second of all, I'm, I'm wondering if the fact that, like, Kim Kihi was able to play next to Chad Marshall and Roman Torres, both guys who... Um, aren't necessarily great with their feet, but are great in the air. Um, Ar- Ariaga, you know, we haven't seen a ton of, but from what we've seen so far, probably not great in the air. So you have Kim and Ariaga, who are both great at playing out of the back, which is maybe a style that the Sounders want to play. Um, but neither of those guys is able to defend well on these like big crosses, which two set pieces, two goals for New England in the last match. It's the other half of it, though, too, where the passing is kind of garbage. Garbage. Right. Well, if you're not going to be good in the air, you better be good with your feet. <laughs> and if and, you're not good that way, then... Okay, the, the real important question for you, then, is, is it the shirt tuck that's affecting Ariaga? Absolutely, yes. 100%. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, we, we can. I think we can statistically, I mean, we won't, but we can make a statistic argument that he's played way better with his shirt untucked. 
somebody did the math and uh, tweeted it at us um, um, at full 90 extra time on Twitter. And they said something along the lines of like in the first 100 and something minutes that he played with his shirt tucked, the Sounders never scored. And in the however many minutes he played with his shirt untucked, the Sounders scored like three times. And then when he went back to having his shirt tucked in, the Sounders, well, they scored, but they also gave up a lot of goals. So I think the Sounders form, they're either they're good when it's when it's untucked, and that's how we need to keep it from now on, Javier. <laughs> All right, I've got the tweet from Tropic Sound. Thanks for listening. Thanks for spreading the word. We didn't score during the run of play while he was tucked for his first 170 minutes or so. <laughs> Somebody get out there and untuck him. Well, and we have the other uh, tweet here. A lot of people were tweeting us about the uh, the tuckness of Javier. Yeah, it's an important detail. Becca Hall uh, tweeted at us and said he had a great tackle in Houston while untucked. So we've got goals when he's untucked. We've got great tackling when he's untucked. <laughs> shout shout out to Nick Denny um, on Twitter as well. Actually, shout out to Nick Denny's wife who says uh, that Ariaga is actually a never nude. And because uh, I had noticed this actually at the match on on not that he's a never nude. I, I did not notice that. Like theory. Followed him into the shower. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, take off your pants. <laughs> take off those denim shorts. Well, I want to see a porky pig in it like me, bro. <laughs> um, and he, she says, Ariaga is a never nude. That explains the tucking in the yellow undershirt. Yeah, he had this like weird mismatched yellow undershirt, which I, I think loved is it. against MLS policy. I think to it be is, honest. too. I bet you got fined for that. But it wasn't like a fluorescent yellow. It wasn't highlighter yellow. It was like straight on New Mexico United yellow. So <laughs> maybe Oh, he's... Javier Arriaga, secret New Mexico United fan. He's like, that's his secret call to take a step down in division <laughs> to go play in a much worse city. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't like Albuquerque? Listen, Albuquerque is fine for three days, okay? And for a week during the balloon fiesta. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Uh, awesome to see an opportunity for a kid. Harry Wingo is going to have a chance to go play in Norway. I wonder if he Henry, realizes... Henry Wingo. What did I say? Harry. Harry Ship, Henry Wingo, no one tell Ari. Oh my God, I'm so <laughs> dead. Sorry, Hank. Hank Wingo off Hank to Norway. <laughs> He's going to play with Molda FC. I feel like I've heard that name before. Um, you probably have. Uh, probably for two reasons. As a follower of the uh, Premier League, you yeah, would yeah. know that as oh, Ole, yeah, yeah. Ole, Gunnar, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's uh, team that he went to and was probably mad at him when he took the Manchester United job. They were not. They tweeted him a don't come back as in like be successful. Oh, well, yeah. that's nice of them. Um, even though they like technically gave him out on loan in the middle of their season. <laughs> I mean, that, that um, tells you the, the, the quality step he's making, old Hank. Also happens to be the team that uh, Ole was coaching um, Magnus Wolf Ikram, a former sounder for a hot minute, who like had one good play where he nutmegged um, a Toronto FC player and played a ridiculous long through ball to a goal, um, and that was kind of like his moment, and then that was Build it. him a statue. <laughs> oh, wait, no, it would look like the Easter Island statues, right? <laughs> he kind of does. He's got a, a pretty flat face. <laughs> That's a, I think that's a compliment, man. Those things are badass. 
They are. You're badass, Magnus Wolf Ikram guy with the best name. and Yeah, definitely the best name. Pretty spotty record. Okay. So we've talked about Magnus Wolf Ikram leaving the club like two years ago. Yeah. And yeah, right, uh, Henry Wingo, Hank Wingo off to Norway yeah. uh, to go play with that club with Magnus. So now we're going to talk um, about tater tots because I got some material. <laughs> Listen, I just had tater tots without flour in them. Like a lot of people add flour Whoa. and other stuff to make them crispier and stuff. Like the, you know, like Orida has flour like, in them. To make them better. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, okay. Um, but when you live with somebody that's a little more health conscious and you're right. still going to eat a tater tot, like they just try to find the happy medium. And uh, so I just had tater tots without the, it's not called an emulsifier, but whatever it is that binds that and makes them crispy. And I was like, these tater tots are weird. So they're like home fries? <laughs> like mushed together in like a, like if you took a melon baller to a plate of home fries. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like that. So Wow. So anyway, I, I, I'm glad we finally had a chance to get to this. <laughs> this is- also, melon baller. Yeah. That's good. That's a good word. <laughs> yeah, right on. <laughs> anyway, so Se- Seattle's sending old Hank off to play somewhere somewhere else. Uh, well, you have to replace Hank yeah. uh, because he's such a vital part of this. I actually don't mean to be mean. He's like from Shoreline and is a Sounders homegrown and he- wish him all, oh, these, yeah. all the success have, in the world. I have nothing. I think he's awesome. And he had one of the best celebrations with Deuce. Like yeah. sprinkling. It looks like they were putting some seasoning on it. Seasoning. Yeah. Seasoning something salt? yeah yeah and then Make so the sounders have to go sign a couple new players and they did we've been talking about for like feels like a freaking month about how they were going to sign a new defensive midfielder um a guy named emmanuel Sacchini, um Sacchini. Which, uh, which i learned is Sacchini and not Chichini. i think we should keep calling him the old the, the old cheech and chong there old cheech chicharita no that's a cheech. different guy yeah, I saw shout outs to James Woolard. He posted his pronunciation sheet or like when they sent him the new ones when they had signed and he's like, oh, a couple new names to learn or whatever. And it was Sacchini. And I was like, oh, we'll have to note that one so we can get it wrong intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, which I, I think is is uh, Sounders are a team with a lot of good names just in general. Handwall Abuana, oh, Magnus no, Wolf Ikram. When they said what's his name out from the Delta commercials to go find new players. What's it? Oh, uh, Chris, Chris uh, Henderson. Henderson? Yeah. When they send old Delta Boy out to find new new players, it's one of the things on there. Badass name. It's not <laughs> like a make or break, but if you're on the fence about a guy and you're like, whew, Magnus Wolf Ikram, well, he doesn't play very well, but that name is solid. That's I mean, that's how we ended up with Nuhu Tolo. Yeah. That guy's got uh, action figure legs. Yeah, he, that guy is a human tech deck. Um, so they go out and sign Emmanuel Sacchini, but they weren't done. They went out and also signed that guy that we were talking about earlier, Luis Silva, um, from a team in Finland that I'm not going to bother trying to look up their name. Uh, but just, he originally used Kimi, to play for Kimi Raikkonen FC. That's all it is. That's just a, what is it? Kimi Raikkonen FC. Kimi Raikkonen. Kimi K I M I. Kimi Kimi Raikkonen. Yeah. All right, Kimi Raikkonen FC. That'll be the last time and the first time that I ever say that, probably. He's my favorite Formula One driver, so I assume that everyone in Finland can just be derivative of him. (laughs) Probably. Disrespecting a nation in one fell swoop. Good job, us. Uh, And so he's a a forward slash midfielder, so he'll occupy the same spot that we have like three other guys in. Um, I'm curious if it's like a relationship thing because Garth Lagerway, former GM of Real Salt Lake, uh, possibly knew him from there and see something that about him that'll fit in the Sounder system. I, I didn't look back at the timeline exactly, but there was a, a two-season period where Luis Silva was really good with RSL, 
and uh, and then he dropped off and then moved on to Finland and what what have you. Um, and I'm wondering if that two seasons was because he was playing under a uh, Garth Lagerway style system. Hmm. Uh, I can't like confirm that. That's like a hundred percent pure speculation. Cool. Even though I have the internet and Google at my fingertips, I'm not going to do the work. No, stop! Come on, dude. We got jobs and stuff. That's dumb. <laughs> Okay, now I have a I have a Bruce Arena related comment to make. Great. <laughs> this is you never have enough of those. Flashback to when Bruce Arena Throwback Thursday. Play this on Thursday, just this part, okay? Throwback Thursday to when Bruce Arena was in Seattle recently. Strange style choice to go with the Louis CK if you're going to dress for Seattle. It <laughs> He, 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 uh, some coaches will do the track suit, which I can respect that. You know, you want to feel like you're part of the team. Some coaches will do the full on suit, like Brian Schmetzer. I really respect that. I think it's super classy. Um, there's some like the coaches who do the suit with the team's badge on the suit lapel, like a, not just like a, a lapel pin, but like a full on sewn on, uh, thing. Bruce Arena just went for like stand up and like slacks that don't fit. Were they slacks even? It was like, Fat guy T-shirt from like maybe like a few se- like black too, so you wash it a few times and it gets that gray fade going. It looked yeah. like it was like I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's been wearing the same black shirt in morning ever since the U.S. national team missed the World Cup. Don't worry, Sounders fan, let, let him know about that. That was you, you know, Sounders fans did let him know about that because one thing, as I was walking off the uh, the field to go back up to the press box after the match, right. um, Bruce Arena was walking down into the into the. Uh, whatever you call it, the tunnel. And um, the highlight for me was just watching one fan. All of the rest of the fans, for the most part in this section, had cleared out except for the people trying to get autographs. And as Bruce Arena is walking by, nobody's clamoring for autographs. And you just have this one guy standing like 10 rows up yelling, you ruined American soccer for generations to come. You ruined it, Bruce. Bruce, you're a hack. And uh, Arena definitely heard him. Well, yeah, because the problem, a full stadium when people are heckling, you have to hear over all the other people going. When there's like no one there, that cuts through, man. The the just to your point, um, I we, so we tweeted out that story, and and Blaze Sinclair on Twitter re- responded and said, "Oh no, my buddy Tim just told him he looked like a slob." <laughs> he then did ten minutes about kids who get shot. <laughs> oh man. Just Louis C.K. reference. I'm just. I'm sorry. No, I know. No wonder the the U.S. national team lost the world. Like the didn't even qualify for the World Cup. They're being coached by a fat white comedian. <laughs> Actually, somebody posted a picture of Bruce Arena. Uh, Tim Burns on Twitter posted a picture in that same thread of Bruce Arena walking off of the pitch, and in front of him is a guy that looks exactly like Louis C.K. <laughs> just saying, bro. Just saying. <laughs> All right, um, I'm going to say instead of man of the match, because we've had so much going on, I'm going to say that brings us to the most important player for Seattle. It's the Harry Ships Cheap Ice Chips and Cheap Chipped Ice Chip Ships man of the moment. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Well, you're Harry Ships Cheap Ice Chips and Cheap Chipped Ice Chip Chips man of the match. A moment. Damn it. (laughs) I didn't mess up the first part, but I messed up the man of the moment. Do it again. (laughs) You're... (sighs) Harry Chip, damn it! <laughs> Harry, Harry Ships, cheap ice chips and cheap chipped ice chip ships. Man of the moment is none other than Harry Ship. I like how he's the namesake. He wins his own award <laughs> named after him. It's Harry Ships, cheap ice chips and cheap chipped ice chip ships. Cheap ice chips chipped and big chipped ships. God damn it! <laughs> I wanted. It. I want you to know that I wanted to cut that, but I read that and thought it was so funny that we, <laughs> Harry Ships, cheese, 
<laughs> Harry ships cheap ice chips and cheap chipped ice chip ships. Cheap ice chips shipped in big chipped ships. God damn. You- Got it. <laughs> Um, uh, Harry ship Harry ship with two goals against New England in the three three draw. But by the time you're listening to this, it's probably Thursday, and they've already played another game. Throwback Thursday, right? Yeah, <laughs> back back to when Bruce Arena was actually Louis C.K. <laughs> Before the whole, you know, like jerking off thing. I think that's been a career thing, man. Uh, okay, who's hot? Who's garbage? Who's hot garbage? I'd like to start with hot, hot, Bruce Arena, hot. <laughs> Just JK, that's garbage. Garbage. That is garbage. I just want to make a point that um, in order to to bridge the gap over multiple matches that you might be listening to this for, we're just going to be a little bit more generic about this. I'd like to say for what's working, who's hot? Hot. I would say for what's working, who's hot, hot. is uh, Jordan Morris in his left foot right now. Oh boy. Instead of always passing off his outside of his right boot, sending in some crosses from the left, scoring from the left, the dude's had a real good month. Uh, I think that Jordan Morris was like really mean to his left foot at one point in his life and then like felt really guilty about it. So didn't want to like make up with it. And then in the last couple weeks, he had a breakthrough uh, in therapy or something and has started, you know, they've started talking again and now he's doing better with it. That's that's really sweet. How about uh, hot? Hot. Harry Ship, three goals in two games. Hot. 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 Harry Ship, new Jordan Morris. <laughs> Honestly, from behind, I can't tell who's who Jordan, between Jordan Morris, easy. Harry Shipp, and Brad Smith. Easy, easy. Garbage. Garbage. What's broken, Brandon? Basically, everything that isn't the Sounders scoring goals right now. It's games decided by a goal or less. I mean, it looks like one side is firing and the other is not. Um, it's really, it's tough because you're like excited about the two, the well, two of the three hots we just mentioned. Hot. And then the defense falls apart. It's a. Uh, it's been a real. It's nice to see one one side get it right, but the like you're watching Stefan Fry just get beaten or make incre. I almost said incredible and crazy at the same time. In crazy saves, um, with no support in front of them, it's nuts. If they can just get both of the, my fear is that they don't get both working, that they get both failing, <laughs> and then it becomes. <laughs> instantly hot garbage hot garbage it's it's weird because if i if i can talk about the new england revolution match just for a second during that match brian schmetzer says they lost three to three because that was a game that they felt like was should have been a win and it feels like a loss despite the fact that they took a point from it in, in a draw and the reason is because the sounders were able to create like a million chances and yeah there was kind of like a bs handball call on jordy delem on the other side um but like they're playing in a way that they should be winning. They're able to control matches for portions at a time. But to my point, it's only half the team. They can't get both halves going at the same time. Exactly. And so it seems just like if the Sounders could figure out the defensive side, then the offense would be fine. But then you look at the offense and like it's like, well, Diaz has a a concussion. And and Jordan Morris all of a sudden um, is fighting with his left foot again. And Victor Rodriguez is still a a force ghost. uh, And we don't know where he is. And you have all of the, it's, it, yeah, if the Sounders can get the defense working, then the, then the offense is injured, and then vice versa, basically. So they got to figure something out. But good thing we signed two guys in positions that we have, like, four guys in already. <laughs> Depth. All right, moving on. Uh, how about garbage? Garbage. Somehow the Sounders are still in second place. How, how's that garbage? Garbage. Well, it's garbage. Garbage. Because the fact that if the Sounders had won that last match, they would 
It's because if they would have won the match, there's two more points, and when you have just a handful of points separating second through eighth positions, you need every point you can get. So it's a big loss, even though it's a draw and you're in second place, you don't have a margin anymore. You can be, by the end of this away spree, they can be in out-of-playoff contention already. It's like it's so crazy to lose those couple points off of, I mean, potentially a bad call, but also some bad defense. Right. Uh, hot garbage. Hot garbage. Another like another week with three matches in eight days. Hot garbage. I think that's the fourth time that's happened this season, if I'm not mistaken. That's Mostly hot garbage because it makes it really hard to figure out our podcasting cadence on those weeks. Hot garbage. <laughs> exactly. But but also mostly hot garbage. Hot garbage. Because I mean I know that they had to truncate the season down so they can play the final not on Christmas or whatever. Um but it it makes way too many of it's this fixture congestion just gets insane. And it's lucky that the Sounders aren't even in like open cup or anything like that anymore. People getting mad on the internet after anything happens at the match. <laughs> This week in Fan Outrage. Welcome back, Fan Outrage. This is awesome. It's we been a while. We Godzilla. We mentioned earlier um, that Hank Wingo got sold to Molda FC in Norway or wherever it is. And Jack on Instagram says, let's hope Nuhu sees the door next. I admit, Nuhu gets cards and makes mistakes or whatever, but I feel like there's few guys out on that field working as hard as he is. He's he's great. The one thing that did bother me was on that he he got subbed out. Sometimes he does this, and I've seen it multiple times this season when he gets subbed out and he gets upset that he's getting subbed out. That he doesn't shake anybody's hand on the sideline, including the coach. Yeah, that's that's that is how you get sent out the door. So yeah, but that's a a wild wild take on Nuhu. This uh, speaking of wild takes, Brandon, this is bonkers. On Instagram, a guy called Jacob, definitely not related to Clinton MC, says, Schmetzer and Ladero, all caps, need to go. Uh, Crying emoji. Uh, what? Okay, the subs Schmetzer makes are idiotic and Ladero wastes 90% of our attacks. He's a good player, but he doesn't fit our counter-attacking style of play at all. I have no idea where to even start with that, and I'm just gonna leave it alone because he's like top five in assists in the league, but okay. <laughs> I can't pronounce this person's name, but they said there were so many chances to score, but no. <laughs> our, That's exactly how I read that, too. Our play seems so fluid, but our finishing is just wank. Defense is particularly irrelevant for us at this point. I 100% agree with everything in that comment, except for maybe the word wank. No, I agree with that. And uh, good old Turf Dog says, was Torres that important? Like as if we're just figuring that out. Backline has allowed six goals in two games and look awful. Ariaga and Kim constantly giving the ball away. No communication. I mean, were they supposed to sign it? Like, I don't know what they're... Like, was, does one of them learn Korean and the other learn Spanish? I don't know how to make that better. No communication. No marking. That's a Roman Torres trait that's carried over. Poor recovery. Do I need to go on? I can't... I could cut him some slack, but I can't really argue the points that that no. turf, turf dog makes there. So, Now, at least if one of them were to play forward, I'd feel a little bit better. we got a busy week coming up here, Brandon. When we come back, let's talk about two matches in five days. Four days. Two matches in four days. Math. Sounders have RSL on Wednesday, then LA Galaxy on Sunday, Brandon. 
Yeah, it's it's insane. So both we just talked about how cluttered the Western Conference table is outside of LAFC, who is watching and laughing in Spanish as Carlos Vela. Um, J A J A J A J A. Yeah, um, J A F C. Uh, <laughs> so basically, the Sounders are, have two matches coming up: RSL, then Galaxy, and both of those teams are in that wild, wild west of points everywhere and the Sounders this this could basically be the two most important matches of the season for the Sounders because um when you have teams that are that with a win either of those teams will jump Sounders in the in the in the standings if the Sounders lose both of those they could easily find themselves in eighth place and outside of the playoff picture which is not a place the Sounders are comfortable with being with being with sorry it's not a place that the Sounders are comfortable being in with only 10 matches left in the season. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy to think that how quickly it could turn. It's crazy to think that in second place now, stupid-ass Fartland could be right there knocking on the door before you know it with a match against them here in just over a week. So, so crazy, dude. Yeah, it, it makes you just value the... Well, it makes you lament the fact that they couldn't pick up points in the last two matches or the last three matches that they that they easily should have been able to get the, yeah. the home matches, particularly uh, 1.9 is not going to do it. No, not at all. Obviously no one needs to be told that the Sounders are 10, 11 and four all time against RSL, a Wednesday night match at window Tento stadium, 7 PM kickoff. It includes a one, eight and two mark on the road. Oh boy. That is so, that's real. The bad. Sounders are not good at elevation is what you're trying to say. I, I don't send them to Mexico city again. In that case, uh, Houston, or Houston, RSL haven't lost in their last five couple draws and a bunch of wins there coming off a 2-1 win against Sporking Kansas City, which Kansas City, Missouri is the state that we couldn't figure out the other day. Who cares? <laughs> the barbecue, that's who cares. Uh, RSL is is they haven't had the best season, but they're right up here in the mix with everybody else. Yeah, I mean, so they're, in playoff, they're in the playoff window right now. And that's good enough for them. Um, however, despite the fact that they're doing fine, they did go and fire their coach, because uh, not because of the results, obviously, but because he sucks. <laughs> Which... So, because... <laughs> <laughs> and he is... So this will be the first match that RSL will have played uh, since firing Mike Petke, who's there, who has been their coach for the last two years. Um, he got fired because of some homophobic stuff that he said in uh, a match last week, where he was very upset with the, at the at the referees. And what's crazy to me is that he didn't stop at just calling the um, the referees' names on the field. He followed them into the tunnel, and then I guess that like in the tunnel, he wrote the word on a piece of paper and handed it to somebody to deliver to the referees' locker room, which is like a whole. You can't just go like, "Oh, I didn't know the word was wrong." It's like you were like hand delivering that insult. To Listen people. to me. If you draw like a wiener, <laughs> or, you know, if, if you do something that is like not like the precursor to a hate crime, <laughs> that's funny. Okay, yeah. like. But as soon as you do something that's like as bigoted as that, get the hell out of it. Never yeah. coach again in MLS. I hope they put a ban on him permanently for that because that's uh, we have that this uh, this sport has. If we, if you can't have an iron front flag, then you definitely can't have this dude in there being. Or maybe you can. <laughs> yeah, now that I, I think I about mean, it. Maybe he's up for commissioner. Yeah, it, it it fits real well with like the entire climate. What are your views on the chicken place, Petkey? <laughs> Is that the one in Missouri or Kansas? 
<laughs> uh, the motivation for RSL, I feel like you got to now win under a guy who's the interim coach, something we can understand real well here in Seattle. So I, I don't know. Then we turn around and immediately after that on Saturday night, I never know the name of their stupid stadium. Um, it's a Dignity Health Multi-Level Marketing Park. Really, for a long time, the rivalry between LA Galaxy and Seattle was actually more important than the one in terms of on the stat sheet than with Portland, but now it's changed. Last couple of years, LA Galaxy, you know, last year they missed out on the playoffs. Um, this year, they weren't looking great. Then they, they've, they've had their moments, but uh, right now at the moment is not their moment. They've coming off of three straight losses. Um, they they played FC Dallas midweek, uh, and then they come up and play, or then Seattle will go down and and play Galaxy. Um, they're about to play Dallas, which is another team. So Galaxy and Dallas are both teams in this mix of um, teams who are all kind of vying for the last few playoff spots in, yeah. in the West. And uh, the, the the scary thing about LA Galaxy is, is no matter what they go and do in Dallas, when they come to Seattle, they will have had two games under their belt with they, uh, they just got, went and signed a guy, uh, Argentine forward uh, Christian Pavan, uh, from Ladero's out-of-state girlfriend, Boca Juniors. Uh, <laughs> Pavone uh, played every single match for Argentina in the World Cup Brandy. last year. It's not cheating if it's of a different different area code, right? <laughs> you know, Ladero is currently married to the Sounders, but, you know, he's always talks about how it might be an option to go back home. So they just signed this guy, Christian Pavone. He's 23. He, he's been playing for Boca Juniors. The LA Galaxy coach used to be the Boca Juniors boss. They know each other. Um, he's a great player uh, in South America. Uh, like I said, he's played he played in the World Cup for Argentina alongside Messi uh, and others. There are other people on that team, uh, <laughs> but none but, disappoint quite as much as Messi. But but basically, the Sounders that will actually have to worry about uh, facing Zlatan as opposed to if it was at home uh, because he's scared of turf. And so so Galaxy, who have not had their stuff together. This new player could be a, a huge, huge shakeup for that team, and they could start to look good under that coach who knows him well. You know what I always say, or we always say, is it's definitely not a head injury, Chad Marshall or whatever. Pretty <laughs> sure for Zlatan, Karate Zlatan, that when he's not playing in L.A. and he comes up here, it's uh, definitely a knee injury. <laughs> definitely not him being a whiny baby about the turf when in Seattle. So Yeah. Okay. Um, well, fun fact, however, is that Guillermo uh, Barrosculeto is the former Boca Juniors head coach, current LA Galaxy head coach, and also former Chad Marshall teammate. Now those my, guys, those guys won MLS cups together at Columbus Crew. I wonder does Chad Marshall need a job right now because I imagine putting Chad Marshall as a defense coach there could be a thing. Like, like what do they, what does an MLS player do once their career is over? I mean, uh, parent your two young children, or yeah, or go work for a consulting company. <laughs> I'm not gonna say, donate your brain to science. Oh my god! Yeah, we gotta, <laughs> we, can't, we gotta cut that. No, no, no! Let's keep it. I'm keeping it. Um, uh, I guess Pineda is a coach on Seattle, but like when you know the manager like that, when you've played together with a guy like that, I wonder if there's an opportunity there. It's I don't know anything about their structure there, but that could watch out, watch out. Yeah. I think I think what you're supposed to do is go buy an airstream and and smoke a lot of weed and like drive through. Hey, uh, you don't like you Aspen don't know with Brad Evans. You don't know if he's smoking weed. He's hanging out with Facito. You you don't know what they're up to though. Okay, that's that's true. That's true. But I if I were to, if I were a betting man, <laughs> 
So in the coming matches, the motivation for Seattle has got to be do better. You just got to everyone do better. They're like there's so much being left on the field. Even Ladero, who's such a workhorse on this team, making some bad crosses and passes from time to time. So I guess the real motivation is pass to someone in green or in the sunset one, <laughs> whoever that's called. Black. Yeah, and then for the opponents, I mean, obviously the Sounders have a lot of weaknesses that they've shown. In, in recent times and not a lot of time to heal so that could be a thing please victor rodriguez please get healthy it's it's for the for both of our opponents in the upcoming week i think the motivation is just to take advantage of the sounders while they're well i i would say traveling down the table in the western conference but because the sounders are bad and everybody else in this mix has also lost their games in the last week uh they're still in second so they haven't really moved in the table at all um, but it's to take advantage of their current form and see if they can't jump them in the table. Okay, so in case you're just coming, I don't know, you're just waking up and listening to this pod, and you're like, what the hell is going on? Too Long Didn't Listen, it's the TLDL. Uh, too Long Didn't Listen, uh, ja, 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 <laughs> I think they pronounce the J as an H. Yeah, but it's funnier this way. <laughs> J, A, J, A, J, A, J. hard to get the joke to come across if I go, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Too long didn't listen. New football club in Poland or New England Revolution manager Arena CK? Too long didn't listen. Harry ships, cheap ice chips, and cheap chipped ice chip chips. <laughs> I wonder how those ship. Take a look into your Crystal Pepsi ball on ice. Cheap. <laughs> get out of here. I didn't get into this. We I thought we thought about talking about this, but me and my brother before you and I started podcasting. Oh, yes, Brandon, you have to tell us what the simulation said. Don't take a guess yeah. on yeah, the score. So- so here's what happened. First of all, we started. Uh, we played two FIFA simulations. We played Sounders uh, versus Real Salt Lake, and um, we were losing. Both my brother and I are like real bad at FIFA, so we were losing two to nothing. Uh, and then we restarted the game. Uh, so that's my prediction. That's what is it like a weather delay or something like that? And then they'll just start start back from zero. Two zero, uh, and then a restart. That and that was yeah. for that was for RSL versus Seattle Sounders. Yeah, yeah. And then and then the Sounders win three nothing with a Jordan Morris hat trick. They win three. Then they win three nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Go on to win three to zero with a JMO <laughs> triple. And then, and then what happened is um, th- we played LA Galaxy versus Seattle Sounders, and um, we really, it, it doesn't seem to like it's going to happen anytime soon in real life. So we really wanted to get New Hutolo a goal uh, <laughs> and started him at forward um, with the only. Uh, the only reasonable person to be playing behind him in the number 10 role was Roman Torres. <laughs> so so we have Nuhu and Roman, and that really wasn't working out because uh, we were we lost the first match two to nothing. Uh, but then we obviously played the second leg fixture uh, <laughs> that, that the Downers will definitely get if they lose. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, That's how this we works. Just, we decided to turn down all of LA Galaxy stats and turn up all of the Sounder stats. And uh, knew who scored twice, and Roman scored once, and uh, Svensson scored, and then literally nobody else on the team scored. But it was great. So a four zero win is what we're is what the computer's calling it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was definitely the computer. I had nothing to do with it. it well, turns- no, no. To be fair, you you replicated life because yeah. the LA Galaxy have been playing with their stats turned down, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, and 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 the the what got me what reminded me of all of this is I looked at the Sounders. I also only have twenty eighteen FIFA because um, I don't spend money on video games. Yeah. A- anymore and so in 2018 FIFA the Sounders attack is rated 69 
That's 420 Canadian. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 